points. Chris Coleman with a monumental effort here at High Sense Arena. <laughs> this man is doing it in one of the best leagues in the world, outside the NBA. Hashtag see incredible. Hashtag see incredible. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the NBL News Podcast. Joined by Jackson Nader once again. How's it going, guys? Good, good, good. I've had a pretty eventful week, so I think we should just get cracking on to that. I mean, let's talk about it, Jackson. The interview, you and the press conference with Scott Morrison. You asked a, a pretty simple question. A lot of people have backed you this week, but you asked a simple question. You asked ScoMo about the John Brown rumours. Has it clouded um, or overshadowed, I guess, um, their performance, especially against the Jack Jumpers? And he unleashed on you. He unleashed. He had enough. And to be fair, he he faced seven straight minutes of the day before of of same question. But Jackson, what's I want to hear your thoughts about this. Go on. Well, I I think we should just um. T- tell the story of what happened during the week as fr- so from last podcast it was tuesday and the report came out on saturday by um sportando that um you know this guy was in talks with perth and then Lockie reed said oh he may be in the he may be in the state already he may be in perth already and um then there was photos of him in perth there were you know, photos of him at Bendat Basketball Center and it's spiraled, I wouldn't say out of control, but in a controlled manner. And um day before the Tassie game, Morrison was asked for seven, eight minutes about Brown. And um I just took that as, well, he's surely going to sign tomorrow or he's going to sign that day. And they're just doing this over and over again to, um you know, get a response you know, to just say, right, what's going on here? And um, that didn't happen. He didn't sign on Thursday and Perth lost by two. And Morrison, um, you could tell, was a bit frustrated in the loss because he wasn't wearing the club's um, sponsored shirt. He was just wearing their, uh, you know, black T-shirt with the white club logo on it. And um, th- thank God for Craig O'Donoghue this week because I don't think I would have been able to survive without him. He's been super nice to me. And he started the press conference. He asked four or five questions and then came to me. And I asked, you know, has this whole Brown situation cleared the team? And he, you know, went at me. And I mean, fair enough. I know that he's heard enough of the situation. But the thing is, is that... What's happened there, who knows, whether it's FIBA, whether it's the league, whether it's Unix Kazan, whether it's Russia, whether it's whoever, something's happened there. And I just asked it because we have no clue. We still have no clue, really, yeah. whether it's FIBA clearance as what they're saying or whether it's another issue beyond their control. And... um Fast forward to Saturday night and it's after the Sydney game in which they got pumped by 2030 something. Yeah. And um, we'll, we'll talk about the games actually a bit later <laughs> rather than this situation. And um, we were told that we weren't uh, allowed to ask about Brown, which has been covered a fair bit. And um, 
this has been touched on by Joseph Core of NBL Podcast. This has been t- touched on by Matt McQuaid and a few others that that's never really happened before to like any of them yeah. in that situation. They've never been told what they can and can't ask in a press conference. And it's very um, confusing, but I mean, I understand because they released a statement and they, they saw what happened with me and Morrison and they just thought, you know, let's try and damage control this as much as possible. And um, yeah, so I've had many phone calls over the last week from numerous people. I've had many text messages and Twitter DMs and whatever other communication methods from people. And they've been extremely nice to me. And I've seen a whole lot of tweets. I've seen the Sydney Sea Kings demand me that I ask the exact same question, (laughs) but uh, I didn't. But, you know, it is what it is. And it's going to happen a whole lot more to me in this career path that I'm choosing. So you've got to leave it in the past. So that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, well, uh, a lot of people did back you, Shane Hill. Um, I can't believe that. Like that. <laughs> um, but you did ask a fair question, and it was unfortunate the way it played out. But let's get into the games now, I reckon. Aiden, do you have anything to say about this situation? No, let's just move on. I'll get hot. <laughs> um, the Wildcats, they, they lost those two games. And um, I, I feel like it was a good question to ask if, the, the Brown rumors definitely clouded the way they played. And uh, I think it has. I mean, they lost to Jack Jumpers, a team contending for the finals, and they lost, they got thumped by the Sydney Kings. Um, they've just had a really tough week as a franchise, Perth. Um, I, I mean, what do you take from that Sydney Perth game, Aiden? There was a huge deficit in that game and just one side of the whole game. I think it just showed that Sydney, when they're helping in their depth, is strong but no one can like not compete but if you want to beat city it's gonna be tough you got like Jarrell Martin, Cooks, Glover, Adams, Clark, they're all firing. Like it's it reminds me of the season with the the Bogan season and the, the COVID perf that season. It wasn't a bit of that one when they had won like 24 or something. They won a lot of games that season. They just Made. Yeah, it's a lot of both perfect, but City look good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jackson, what are your thoughts on those two big losses for the Wildcats? Well, um, and I should have asked this in the press conference instead of the Brown one. Uh, there was a situation in the last, I want to say, two minutes or the last minute of the game in which there was a review of an out-of-bounds call when, and, and I think we all agreed about this in our group chat saying that how is that still tazzy ball because was it matt kenyon yeah i think so yeah so and tazzy went down the other end and josh adams hit a hail mary three and they went on to win the game i'm not saying that that call won the game (laughs) for tazzy i'm just saying that that call changed the game like i'm not saying tazzy would have won without it or with it, or whatever, but... Um, I wouldn't say it was a Hail Mary shot. It was a good shot. It was a good look. Oh, yeah, it was a fan- it was fantastic shot. I just thought, you know, in the time it was, and we've never seen a shot like that from Adams. Yeah. No, that, that's... So, 
Um, well, I feel like I did go, tell you guys that Tassie would upset a few teams. I didn't say yeah. specifically, but yeah, yeah. And um, and the thing with the Sydney game was that I don't think Perth played bad defense, except for maybe in the first quarter. It's just Sydney could not miss. Yeah, like what were they from? Like three? Were they like 50 percent? And yeah, I, they just couldn't miss. And that's not blame on Perth defense. I think there was a couple of times in which Luke Travers was guarding either Adams or um Clark or both, and they just hit step back threes when his hand was right in their face. And you know, you can't do anything about that. So it's it's it is what it is. And you know, hopefully they can bounce back against United, which is going to be very difficult after the loss that they had as well. Definitely. Well, I mean, Sydney's, a, I think, nine games in a row now. So definitely one of the best teams in the competition. And it just shows now that anyone can can beat Perth at home. It's, it's very possible this season. It used to be a thing where if you beat Perth in Perth, that's a huge achievement. But I don't think this season or, or nowadays, it's not as big as it was a few years, few seasons ago. I mean, you got a team that's first year franchise coming in and, and beating the Wildcats, you know, it's... You mean the Wildcats are beating the Wildcats? <laughs> if you want to say it like that, then yeah. But um, move on to another game. This was definitely one of the craziest finishes this season. Um, probably the biggest choke this season by the Breakers. But No, uh... <laughs> I think the... Uh, yeah, it, it'll be bigger than the Perth game. Yeah, I mean... The Drimmage game winner for the Bullets. I mean, they're down by, I think they were down by eight or seven with 20 seconds to go. Then they were down by five with five seconds to go. And uh, Bullets hit a three. And then stupid, stupid turnover by McDowell White leads to a, a crazy shot by Drimmage to win the game. Um, Aiden, what was your initial thoughts to seeing that Drimmage game winner? If anyone to take it, I would want Drew to take it to be perfectly honest. Drew is a good frequent you Um I, I just don't know what happened. I feel like Brisbane defended really well against New Zealand. You, know, you guys can hear that, can't you? Okay. Um, no. New Zealand have a lot of problems, just, just, just full stop. But Brisbane just played the game well. They didn't, you know, foul and they just played good defense. In the last minute, yeah, um, yeah. I just like it's a big win for the Brisbane. Like it was good for their momentum, but then again, they lost Tassie that next game. Anyway. Yeah, uh, Jackson, what was your thoughts of seeing that Drimmage game winner? So, um, I was watching this with my family, and and we were just thinking, oh, that you know, New Zealand's got this in the bag. There's no way that they can lose, and yeah. then Frank's. What, was it Franks that hit the three before Drimic? I think and it was then, Krebs, ton of Krebs. Oh, Krebs, sorry. Yeah. Franks hit a shot somewhere in that, yeah. I think. And and I was thinking, well, may, maybe they're a chance, but I never believed it. And then one, you know, five seconds later, they go on to win. And now I think that that shot was more of a Hail Mary than, um, than the Josh Adams one. But yeah. Like just because of how much time was left. Yeah. Like, ha- how does this happen so yeah. often to the breakers? Because, yeah, yeah it's shocking. two two and two weeks now, two game winners. It's just 
It's no good. But well, whoever um, made the song when we love it when Clone Choke needs to make something about the Parkers. Yeah, I mean, is what it is. But um, Phoenix, that was a, a terrible loss for them on the weekend against. I don't think 36. anyone actually watched it though. Did anyone actually sit down and watch the whole game? Which game? I was at the football, so the Phoenix Very Adelaide good. game. Oh, the Phoenix Adelaide, or yeah, I, I don't think I think I was working at the United game, so I was getting ready. I was flicking through the scores, but I wasn't watching it. Evan, I'm assuming you were coming into Melbourne United first. Yeah. Um, Either way. Um, Phoenix lose to the 36ers and it, it's they're outside the four now they're two games outside the four and it's really ruined their finals chances at the moment you, you can't be losing to a uh, an Adelaide team that's starting guys like Hiram Harris and no imports in their starting five at all and they I mean you can say oh they're missing Brockhoff I think they were missing Chi as well um, but no, still no, I, I agree no. I think Chi is but but still, yeah, they've got to beat a depleted Adelaide side where they're not even they're barely using their imports. They're starting guys that weren't even on NBL rosters last season, so it, they're not in a good position right now. Um, where do you see the Phoenix going from here, Aiden? Pretty happy to They've got Adelaide again today. Well, okay, it's one and two. They've got one of them. I think they've got a relatively easy next. I think they've got Cairns again. It's either Cairns or Adelaide. It's, they're playing one of those two teams again. So I think it's Cairns. But, um, like, yeah, they I'm, play Cairns. I might be biased, but I feel like they could still make it because we've seen interesting things happen in that, in that, in that aspect. Like, we've seen random things happen. So, yeah. There's a, slight, you... there's a somewhat tell me that they're going to go to six and a run now. Will they? I don't know. Do you think they'll bounce back though? Well, they have to. Well, I think Joshi playing is going to dominate against Kings. I think, you know, I don't, I don't think Zimmerman's back in home team. I don't think he can play this week. Um, I mean, next Thursday's game's not this Thursday, but the, the Thursday after the 7th of April. Yeah, the game against United is going to be huge. Throw down. If Phoenix can get six in a row, they make ones, which I, I, I can see happening. Which, but Six in a row. It's what is it, six, six games left. That's what I mean. Six in a row. That's why. That's, that's why. That's pretty six, tough. You know. Yeah. But finish the season on six wins. But they've got the talent. That's all. They've got the talent. Which is how much they show. Jackson, do you think the Phoenix can still make finals? They can, but it'll be a minor miracle. Like, um, even though that they play Cans and these teams, like they've got. Perth on the final day, which I'll get to. They've got, you know, Throwdown. They've got New Zealand at Bendigo, which can be a, you know, surprise game because we all know how New Zealand can choke um, against smaller teams, but then somehow win against bigger teams. And yeah, um, we've got Tassie as well. So they've got Tassie. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through their fixture right now. And um, again. Last, yeah. last home game. But the thing with Phoenix, I reckon, is they've got the piece, they've got, like, if they make six and nine and make finals, I feel like with that momentum, they could be a danger team in finals with the run home. If they end up getting six and nine. I'm not saying they will, but if they do, that momentum, I reckon, would be a big part finals. Tell you what, if they don't make finals, it's going to be a very interesting off season for that team, I'll tell you what. Um, 
Very but the Hawks, sense. they got a comfortable win over United. Bit of a surprising win. I don't know if you say an upset, but Hawks didn't have Brian Gorton on the sidelines. Um, um, but they, they still were able to get a, a comfortable win, a, a relatively easy win. Um, and you look at the United squad. I mean, yes, they had Udai Baba, which we'll get to in a minute. But again, they're just lacking a true scorer right now. Um, I, I don't think it was more... I think they got a, they obviously got one of the best offensive teams in the league, but offensively they they struggled and Illawarra they haven't been they haven't been known as one of the best def- the defensive teams in the league this season, and it's just that they're just missing an offensive player right now. Melbourne United, um, Jackson, what do you what do you reckon about Melbourne? Are they missing that offensive player? I mean, when they score seventy seven to the Hawks and they lose by fifteen, it's just it's got to be some problems there. I don't think they're missing an offensive player. I just think that they're missing um, that offensive punch from uh, Agata because we saw, you know, midway through the first half of the year, he had, what was it like a 20, 10 and 10 or 20, you know, high, high stat number games. And, you know, where's that gone? Like he had, 10, 11 rebounds, I think, but he, his scoring has just dipped. I'm, I'm not saying Michael Frazier levels scoring, but I'm saying, you know, it, it isn't there for an import. And it's a interesting situation. I mean, when you're relying on Matthew Delavadova to be your second, third scorer, it, it's not a great situation to be in. So they need something from that shooting guard, small forward spot, wherever they're playing Agata right now. And I'm not saying like, oh, Jack White needs to be putting up 10 points a game or 15 points a game or whatever. And JLA needs to be putting up 20 a night. It's just, uh, you know, they're missing that spot right now in which other teams have in, you know, Cotton and Adams and, uh, you know, those, those guys can just score the ball at will and they just don't have that. I mean, they have Golding, yeah. but that's about it. Is he enough? Yeah, exactly. And you got anything to add? I just want to say, I don't, I don't know what you saw. I feel like United are trying. They didn't play with energy. They had no energy to perfectness. Yeah. There was no energy from anyone. Like, yeah. Michael probably had energy, but he found out. God has done what Mudman does. He looked, they both looked really good at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, both kind of like done. Been pretty poor, like, yeah. Gone downhill. They've just got a guy who's to have a spark this week. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a reason why they win against the world this week. Yeah, Perth. well, who, who who they play twice? They play Perth once yeah, and they Perth. play what's their other game? Uh, Illawarra and, and Perth, I believe. Is that who they play? Yeah, that is a a mini final, a pretty tough, a pretty tough uh, weekend. So it will be Bobble interesting to, to see how they go. Yeah, and Bubble will be back this weekend. So, a new addition, but he doesn't bring that offensive spark. So, it'll be interesting. Those well, two games. Will be between so, he'll, he'll, he'll fit in like a... Yeah, he'll, like, he'll fit in straight away. But as I said, they need that offensive spark. But we'll get into it. Udai Baba, he officially signed with United. There were talks the week before. Um, it didn't seem like it was going to happen, but they did. They pulled the trigger. Um, and 
I mean, as we said, he's a, he's a good player to sign. I mean, he's part of the championship squad last year, great defender, um, and 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 signed basically as a local player. Um, but I think I don't know if you guys agree, but they should. Uh, we've said I've said it before. They should have signed an import wing. They should have gone more for a Scotty Hobson type instead of Udai Baba. Um, I mean, they well, yeah. Uh, just a good scorer, um, even off the bench. Um, do you agree, Jackson? I mean, they, they signed Bubba, and they only signed Bubba because Perth were going to sign Brown, and that didn't happen. So they just added something, you know, to their team to make them more stronger when they've already beat Perth, is it twice? Yeah. Or once or twice? And, yeah, I. it's a good signing, great signing. It adds bit more depth to their team it adds something which they don't have which is speed and athleticism and a bit more defensive presence at that two three spot but um yeah i mean it's great signing but they needed a bit more scoring but hopefully they can get that out of their guys as a collective rather than just one guy yeah um the other ross we'll talk about brown again here they don't get the deal done but interesting on overtime yesterday for five minutes or so, they talked about there's still a chance he could play with Perth. And I, I know it's probably very, very unlikely it happens, but um, Liam Sandra Maria said in the rules that, um, yes, you have to play uh, um, at least 25% of games, seven games of a season um, to, to be able to qualify for the finals. But if there's certain things or that has occurred, which... Um, means they can only play, you know, six games or so. The NBL can, you know, do whatever to make that player play. So there's still a chance. Um, I forgot the exact wording he used last night, but um, there's still a chance John Brown could play for Perth, but it's very unlikely that it happens. And I think um, other teams uh, would be very upset if the NBL just said, look, we understand of the, you know, they couldn't get a clearance done in time and we've all the stuff going on at the moment it's it's hard to get this guy signed in time other clubs would be upset because what he said is what if other teams such as phoenix or melbourne again they they said hang on why you know we could have signed someone but there was under a week left and we didn't think there'd be time because we got seven games left yet this can happen so what are your thoughts if, if brown brown still signs with perth jackson uh well it'd be an interesting move but um and i'm just gonna say this because you know it's a pretty big topic at the moment there's a war going on right now in the ukraine involving russia and he left because of that war and he's not being released from his russian club kind of because of that war he left because of like it's a different situation to saying you know oh, we're bringing this guy in out of the US, out of the G League, because he's been released and he's a free agent. It's not like that. It's a bit yeah. of a different situation. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think they should go ahead with it, with yeah. like an appeal or whatever the correct terminology is. Mm-hmm. But um, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, and the other roster change or, or roster announcement this week, Ruben Tarangi uh, re-signed with the Phoenix on a two-year deal. Um, do you think do you think Tarangi deserves that two-year deal, Aiden, for the Phoenix? I would have said one with a playoff shoot. I reckon he's 
I know he hasn't shot the lights out. He hasn't been the best offensive player, but he's still a good defensive. Yeah. Like, I, I think, and I think he's, uh, he's loving his life in Melbourne. That's why they're resigned. Like, him and Isaiah, I reckon, both resigned. They're going to be on a defensive court. Yeah. Um, I think it's a decent re-signing. Um, I think he's enjoying his time at South East Melbourne. Um, but... Um, I mean, in the final series, he showed his offensive points last season. But, like, he's a good defensive player. Yeah. People forget he was six man of the year only uh, a couple of seasons ago. So and I think he's only like twenty seven. Yeah, he's still young. He's not old. He's not. Yeah, still it seems like he's been in the league for like fifteen years. He's yeah. he's a guy you'd think he's he's been around for ages, but he's, he's still. Crazy, he's yeah, um, Mike Schmitz. We'll talk about him. One of yeah, the he's got to be you know one of the. <laughs> One of the big name scouts in, in the world of basketball. He came down to Australia to scout a couple of guys, especially Usman Dieng, Hugo Besson. Interestingly enough, he, he decided to scout Luke Travis, uh, Perth Wildcats versus the Kings. That was his main priority for that game, but he also got to see McCurr Maker and uh, he went to see Ariel Huck Porty um, at the United game. So he was, he was very busy. There's a lot of good prospects around. Um, Jackson, were you, were you surprised that he that he went to uh, scout uh, Luke Travis? No, and thank God that somebody finally did, because I mean, San Antonio sent somebody. I'm pretty sure a couple of weeks ago, but um, thank God that he's finally getting the respect that he goddamn deserves, because there's been hype about Dieng for the entire first half of the year and he didn't perform and now he finally is and now he's still somehow in that lottery conversation while Travis is putting up so much better numbers and he's playing so much better defensively and yet he's going to go undrafted which sucks and um, like you can call this Perth bias and whatever but I strongly believe that Travis is a you know second round draft pick I'm not saying he's a lottery I'm not saying he's a first round I'm not saying he's you know, early second round. I'm just saying he deserves to be drafted after the last two years he's had out of coming out of nowhere and, you know, playing really well for Australia in, you know, um, youth tournaments. And he wasn't respected back then. And hopefully he finally gets respected and hopefully he doesn't go to San Antonio because Pop hates Australians. But <laughs> that's just me. Um. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what Mike Schmitz did say, I think he said it on Instagram, what he said about Travis is he said it would be a really good draft and stash player right now. So someone drafted him, he stays in Perth for another year or two. Um, that's what he said about Travis. So I, I don't know if he'll be NBA ready next season. I think he's probably likely to be drafted, but I don't know if he... Maybe the next I, I think yeah, he needs... This this is a conversation. I think he needs another year in the NBL. Um, do you agree? Adam? He needs one more year in the NBL. He needs. I reckon he's. I'm not saying he's physically not there, but he, I reckon one more season. Yeah. Like starting like on a team. Tournament. Yeah, Jackson. And I reckon Jackson. He'll be next time if he gets dropped. Well, from what I understand, that's not possible by the league's rulings, unless if um you know, new Perth ownership is like Paul Smith and they bend the rules to get Travers as a next star, like what they did with Diddy a couple of years ago. 
Um, but I mean, he could be I, next on on a team. Yeah, he's not going to leave Perth. He's oh, very happy yeah. in Perth. Oh yes, oh, I was like pretty that. But thing is, Perth have him for another year under contract anyway. So why would they make him the next staff? That's so yeah, the NBL pays his contract and then, then Perth have more money and they can finance it. Yeah, but the NBL is, they won't do that. No, no, they, I know. I, 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 was, I was being rhetorical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the but latest... is a good guy. He's a really nice guy to talk to. So, you know, I'm glad I had a little conversation with him. Yeah. Well, it was good to see him scout a few names. He also released his latest mock draft and uh, Usman Dieng is highly rated first round pick, expected Hugo Besson late second round. I think they're the only NBL players uh, ranked in the draft right now. But I definitely think guys like Huck Porty, Travis um, should be up there with, with those names. Um, but even even McCurr Maker, he's, he's had a really good game against Perth. I'll tell you what, I think he had a near double-double. Or, or yeah, he, he had, had 15 and 9, I think. He's one more year. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, the thing about him, he's had injuries the last two seasons. That's the only problem. But... Um, I could definitely see why he was ranked a top 14 pick a few years ago. I mean, he's he's a great player and he just needs to get healthy and get some games under him and he'll be an NBA player in no time and hopefully uh, our backup or starting centre for the Boomers in a few years' time as well. Um, he doesn't kick someone he's like Paul Don't talk about the Philippines. Don't talk about the Philippines. <laughs> um, let's move on to our hot take of the week. I want to go first with you. All right. I want to start things off. Go on. Um, one of Cam Oliver or Sean Long will back, be back in the NBL next season. Right. I like it. I really hope Cam Oliver is back. He... One of them will be back. I'm not going to say which one I think more, but one of them will be back next season. I hope it's Cam Oliver. He was. Well, I think it'll be Cam. Cam's not really dominating in Spain. I want him back at Cairns. Bring him back to Cairns. Please. Um, yeah. I guess that's a decent hot take. Uh, Jackson. Decent hot Evan, take. Evan, you go. You go. Mine? My hot take is uh, Tazzy will finish on top of South East Melbourne this season. That's not a hot take anymore. That's a borderline take. Oh, yeah. That's my hot take. Okay. I don't think many people would have agreed a few weeks no, ago. but no, Not a few weeks ago, but now I reckon a lot of people. Anyway, Jackson? Okay. Final day of the season, there's Sydney and Illawarra, and then there's Perth and South East Melbourne. Whoever wins those two games will play finals, and whoever loses those two games will not. What if they both win? What? What if South East oh, are you talking about Perth? Like, no, I'm saying those four teams as a collective, whoever oh, wins those two not- games, we, like goes into the finals. You're right. You're not, you're not right. Are you, are you saying the other two teams are you saying the other two teams don't make the finals? Yeah. So you're saying Tassie make the four then? Wait, wait. So you're saying Sydney no. doesn't make the finals? Wait, wait. Isn't Illinois playing Can I explain this a bit go more? Go on. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay. So United played the day before, I'm pretty sure, against Tassie. Yeah. Right? So I'm saying United's already a, a lock for finals. Yep. And then we look at Sydney, Perth, Illawarra, and South East Melbourne. Yep. So that's four. Yep. Two of those teams will make finals because they'll win that that on that day. Yep. The right. other two will not. So you're saying right now, Sydney, yeah, so 90, 90, 90, who's, who's the fourth spot then? 
If you say those two aren't making finals, then it must be. Oh, he's saying Tazzy's for Obvik. Far out. Yes. I'll go with okay. that. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that Sydney that, that's one nine in a row. I just think I want the season to be really, really close at the end of the season. Like, I just want it to come down to the final game like it did, uh, was uh, it, two uh, years uh, ago? Yeah, that's yeah. understandable. I, I agree with Jeff. I, I feel like right now, whoever's the most vulnerable in the top four. Um, are are we right. agreeing with that or not? Perth's the most vulnerable. Yeah, after the last week they've had, I think. Like nothing again. Like I know South East is already vulnerable, but I feel like Perth is like that's already in the fall is the most vulnerable to fall out. Anyway, let's finish five rapid questions. Um, no comparison. It off. No, no comparison no. this week. We we ditched it because I, I thought I, I, my rant would go on for a bit long. Cool. All right. So five rapid questions. Um, does Simon Mitchell return next season? Yep. No. Is Sydney the best team in the competition right now? Yes. Repeat. Sorry, what was that again? Is Sydney the best team in the competition right now? Yeah, 100%. You know, Jackson, if you think it's going to be the last game to sign it, but anyway. Is Antonius Cleveland a serious chance to make the All-NBL first team? By the rules, yes. But he's not up there with the, you know... Power forwards that will get locked into the. I agree. Big spot. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Should Michael Fraser refuse to play for Perth after the way he was treated? <laughs> no. I, I don't want to answer this one after what's happened in the last week with me. No, you got to answer it. Come on, Jack. No. No. <laughs> All right. And uh, is the top four. Team set. Well, by Jeffy's or Jackson or Hot Tech, I would say no. But yeah, I don't know. Are, are we saying like, you know, the four teams and they're fluid with the positions? Or are we saying the positions that they're in currently? No, not well? positions, just the okay, teams that uh, are right now. No. I no. Like, I feel like no. one of the people in the world are vulnerable. All right. Nothing against your boys, Jackson, but after the last weekend, they're both questionless. Right. You guys got anything else to add this week? I wanted to say something. I completely forgot. Yeah. No? All right. Well, no, anyway, I'll do for another episode of the NBL News Podcast. Hope you guys enjoy, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.